Ready to form Voltron! This is a job for Superman. Power Rangers! Right away, Michael. Autobots, transform! By the power of Grayskull! For the honor of Grayskull! I'm the Doctor. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Charlie's Geek Cast. I am your host, Charlie Niemeyer, and this time out we're going to be talking about some news and read some emails. But first, I just want to comment on the lack of episodes lately. Uh, I do apologize. Uh, a lot of things came up in the private life that got in the way of recording. Uh, first off, my, lap- my laptop pooped out, so I had to get a new one. And that's not exactly easy. Fortunately, it was my birthday in August, so I got some birthday money, so I was able to get a new laptop. Uh, Second, we had some family come in. My family, my mother, in fact, uh, came in to visit from out of town, Florida. And uh, because of that, uh, she was kind of here, and I couldn't record with people in the house because it's weird. And also because my microphone's in the middle of a family room. Uh, Second, or... No. C. Uh, the other reason was because I got sick. Uh, I got bronchitis for a little bit. I'm not completely over it. I'm probably going to have to edit some coughs out of this episode because I've been coughing all morning today. But uh, all that's just to say I'm sorry and I am back to do some more episodes. And this time we're going to look at some of the news that's been going on while we've been away. And while by me, I mean I. So let's start off with where we kind of left off. I left off with Power Ranger commentaries. The last episode I did was the commentary of the 25th anniversary special, Dimensions in Danger. Uh, if no one saw it, it aired in prime time on Nickelodeon on Power Ranger on National Power Rangers Day, which was August 28th, celebrating exactly 25 years from the uh, premiere date of the very first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It was a fun episode. They crammed a lot of stuff into a half hour, including uh, a new Morpher toy, sort of, but although you can't buy it right now. Although you could probably uh, buy an actual Morpher and customize it if you really wanted to. But it brought back 10 legendary Rangers, I guess you could call them. And they teamed up with the current Ninja Steel Rangers, and they saved the day. Uh, Several dimensions, actually, so that was really epic, I guess you could say. Uh, fo- that was also followed up with uh, the Shattered Grid, which is going over in the comics. Uh, basically, an evil, to- an evil version of Tommy uh, has been going through all of the Power Ranger universes, uh, going through all the teams, collecting powers uh, from all the f- uh, various Power Ranger teams. Uh, the story basically ends with him defeating everybody. We see Jason get we see Jason, the original Red Ranger, die. We see, well, Tommy dies, in, or Tommy the Green Ranger, our Tommy, I guess, dies in the first issue of the whole story. Uh, we see tons of Rangers die. We see Zords destroyed. And then everything goes white. And then in a very crisis 
or zero hour type thing, a new universe forms where this evil Tommy's the hero and somehow the original Rangers return and they end up defeating the evil Tommy and we get another white page and it's supposed to be a, like almost like a reboot, but we don't see what happens after that. Um, basic, and we're not going to follow the original team for a little bit. The main Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series is going to follow a whole new team of Rangers in a story called Beyond the Grid, which is supposed to be a darker Power Rangers tale. The new team for that storyline involves uh, Andros, the in-space ranger, Tanya, the yellow Zeo ranger, Andros is, by the way, the red in-space ranger, Cam, the green samurai from Ninja Storm, Mike, the... Yeah, Mike. Uh, basically, he's... Uh, the Magna Defender from Lost Galaxy. Uh, we have the Ranger Slayer, which is a dark version of Kim the Pink Ranger. And Heckle from Dino Thunder, or Dino Charge, actually, uh, returns as the Dark Ranger. And they're going to go, they're in a dark area. I, I haven't read the issues yet. They've only had a couple. But they meet a new villain known as the Solar Ranger, which is a whole new creation and looks really cool, actually. Uh, so that's going on. And then over in the other title, Go Go Power Rangers, which takes place earlier in the Power Rangers career, pre-Tommy. Uh, basically, for whatever reason, everyone's switching powers. Uh, Trini becomes the Red Ranger. Jason becomes the Yellow Ranger. I think Kimball becomes the Blue Ranger. Zack goes pink. And Billy goes to the black side, Black Ranger. I think that's how it works out. And Trini and Jason end up I don't know, one cover has them locking lips. So this is, it's really weird. It, everything's changing. It's going to be interesting in the comics. Uh, so I highly recommend you check all that stuff out if you're at all interested. Uh, the other thing in Power Rangers news is the the cast for the new series coming out soon. I mean, Ninja Steel is still going on. It'll probably run for another couple months, uh, probably end in November, possibly early December, but it's looking like November. Uh, but we got names for the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers themselves, the cast of the three main Rangers <coughs> for Power Rangers Beast Morphers, uh, was, were announced at Power Morphicon. Uh, the Red Ranger's name is going to be Devin. The Blue Ranger's name is Ravi, and he's our first Indian Power Ranger. And... The Yellow Ranger's name is going to be Zoe. Now, there's two more Rangers. We're not 100% sure who currently is going to be playing those Rangers. But we did get the rest of the cast announced. Well, at least additional cast. Abraham Rodriguez is going to play a character named Nate. And I'm going to tell you, these are young, fresh-faced actors that haven't done a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, so you're not going to recognize the names, but I'm going to read them to you anyway. Colby Strong uh, is going to play a character named Blaze. Uh, because of some of the pictures he's been in and the fact that his name is Blaze, it sounds like he may be one of the Rangers, possibly gold. Not sure how they're going to do it, though. I don't know. I think someone said that on his, um, his website... Uh, he says something about a golden future or it's golden something, so golden personality. So there might be reading it too much, reading into it too much, but he could be our new Gold Ranger. We don't know. Uh, a young man, Cosme Flores, will be play the character of Ben. He looks like a younger character. Uh, I don't know what that entails, but we'll find out. A character, uh, Christina Ho, 
is going to play a character named Betty. I'm wondering if she she could be well she could really play any part but uh just be based on her body type and her looks and the length of her hair uh i'm wondering if she's going to be one of the villains uh the villains from the sentai version or the japanese version uh because it's all based on computer stuff one is named enter one is named escape escape the female one is named escape and this girl could literally be her from a distance if you put her in the same costume then they could blend in the japanese and american footage a little better but i honestly don't know she could be somebody else it, it's just the first thing that stru- stuck out at me when i saw her picture and then the other one is liana ramirez who will be playing a character named roxy it's going to be really cool so that's everything i got up on power rangers uh so moving on right along the big one of the big controversies in the world of comics today uh is uh batman uh, yes, I'm going to mention this, and I'm going to try to do it in a somewhat family-friendly manner. A new, dark, mature series called Batman Damned uh, began, uh, as I record this, I believe it was last Wednesday. And uh, for reasons that I do not understand, uh, they decided to show Batman's little bat. And uh, it's only in the print version. The digital version had it blacked out. Uh, DC has reported that all... Future reprints of the issue, both digital and in print, uh, so probably in the trades, will also have it back blacked out. But for some reason, they left it in the print in the original print run issue. So as of this, as of the last time I looked, the print issue is going on eBay for upwards of sixty to seventy dollars uh, because people want this historic landmark issue. It's just Batman's little bat. Uh, sad news, though, in the world of Batman, uh, was the passing of Norm Gr- Norm Brayfogle at the ripe young age of 58. Uh, a couple years ago, he suffered a stroke that uh, took out his left hand, and he was left-handed, so he hasn't been able to draw for a little while. But he was very still very uh, very prominent on Facebook uh, and in other social media. Uh, DC has been helping a lot with for helping him out quite a bit. A lot of his stuff has been coming back in print and in digital. Uh, you can see his issues are all over the all over Comixology, uh, and uh, the new DC Universe service that I'm going to be mentioning talking about in just a few minutes. But uh, they've also been reprinting a lot of his work in the trades lately. Uh, some of his early work, his well, let me just put it this way: Norm Bray Fogle started on the Batman comics basically in Detective right after Year Two ended. He started off working with Mike W. Barr and then was paired with the writing team of Alan Grant and John Wagner. And this was at a time when basically the idea was Batman was the Batman title, written at the time, I believe, by Jim Starlin and basically had art by Jim Aparo. That was the main Bat book. Detective was the secondary title that was, I think I've read, that was near cancellation. So it was one of those, do whatever you want, if you can save the book, good for you. So they did. Uh, Ron Wagner, or John Wagner, John Wagner, John Wagner eventually did leave the writing team, but Alan Grant stuck around, and the pairing of Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle ended up revitalizing the Detective Comic uh, series, and uh, Norm's version of Batman became the modern definition of Batman. Jim Aparo, who was still doing the art, 
and still has a classic Batman. His Batman was the classic Batman at the time. And Norm's became the modern version. Let me tell you, he could draw a mean cape. Uh, at some point, they switched the teams over and Alan and Norm took over Batman for a while. Uh, before they ended up leaving that book and going over to Shadow of the Bat to launch that st- to launch that title. <coughs> and then um, Alan stayed on that title. Norm went off. He, he did some other stuff besides Batman. He did some creator-owned stuff. Uh, he did, uh, what's that title? Uh, he did a couple other titles at other companies. He was around to st- to help launch the Nightfall story lo- story arc. Can- he either drew the first three parts or the first four parts. I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. He, I, you know, two issues of Batman. I think he drew one issue of Detective, and then the second, uh, the second issue for that month was I think Jim Ballant, and then the regular art teams took over again. Um. But he's also well known for being the first to be able to draw Tim Drake in his Robin costume for the very first time on panel. Uh, He didn't really design. Although one of the earliest things he did in his art is uh, he submitted a redesign for Robin costume way back in the early 70s. I don't remember. It was a story that I was one of those stories where a bunch of people submit their new designs for Robin's costume. Robin wore a bunch of them during the story. I don't remember if he wore Norm's, but Norm's design was printed with his name uh, at age 13, uh, showing up in the issue. But uh, Norm Brayfogle did come back to, he came back to Batman. He came back to DC. He did a bunch of Superman stuff, some Batman stuff. Uh, He did a Flash Flashpoint story, which is not the Flashpoint you think it is, but it was a cool Flash story. And I really... He, he was very good at drawing just about any character you handed him. Uh, he did some stuff for Marvel. I believe it was Hellcat. Is that the name of her name? Is that the name of her name? Well, I can talk English. Anyway, so we, we miss you, Norm. Thank you for all the work that you did. And uh, rest in peace. Uh, next up, well, we're going to talk about DC Universe. DC Universe has launched. It's the new streaming service from DC. Uh, it's got comics. Uh, not a ton, but they're supposed to have the entire digital library by October. Although now that I think about it, it's October. So anytime now. Uh, it's got uh, it's got a lot of comics. It's got just about any DC, any superhero related movie you can find, both animated and live action. I haven't seen the classic Batman movies. I, I just did the free trial today. Uh, it's got the four Christopher Reeve movies. It does not have the more modern movies yet. I did not see Man of Steel or Justice League or Batman v Superman. I didn't. It it has the. It has Dark Knight. I think it has Batman Begins. I don't remember if it has Dark Knight Rises. I didn't see uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman movie. It does have the Wonder Woman TV show. I did not see the. 90s Batman movies from Batman 89 through Batman and Robin. I didn't see any of those. It has several TV shows. It has the entire series of Superboy. It has Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. It has, it says three, it says it's supposed to be three seasons of Batman the Animated Series. It only has two of those series. It's supposed to be the HD version. I haven't had a chance to watch any of them yet. 
supposed to be the, the new HD version of Batman the Animated Series. It's still the, uh, the... All they've got is the first 85 episodes, which I believe takes you just... Uh, I think that covers all of the stuff that originally aired on Fox Kids before they switched it over to Kids WB. But they got that, they got that much of that. Uh, they have the full Superman animated series. They've got Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. They got... I don't. I didn't go through and look at, to see all if it was all of it, but they've got at least most of Super Friends. They have Static Shock. They have several shows, several shows, several movies, uh, lots of cool stuff. Uh, it's it's going to be the home of the new Titan show, whether you like it or not. Unless you're outside of the U.S. and then you can watch it on Netflix um, and a bunch of other new stuff. I'm only going to have it for a week because I did a free trial and I already canceled it, so I just have it till the end of the week. But uh, it doesn't look terrible, and it gives you the option to stream the show or download them, uh, so, so that helps. Um, I heard there was some something about if you want, uh, they have some issues of the comics, but if you want more, you have to buy them. I didn't see that problem when I tried it on the on my app. Uh, all I can tell you is that it's they have a certain number on the app so far. And if you want more, you can go to Comixology, but you'll have to buy it. I don't know if it says they're going to have their full digital library. So I'm not, so I'm guessing that means we're going to have everything that's on Comixology will be available on the app. And that that means that you can get it basically for free as long as you have the app or have the service. I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to get back on that one. Another big thing in the comic book world, although it's not really comic books, it's video games. Spider-Man has a new comic book video game come, that has come out for, exclusively for the PlayStation 4, and I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. You have multiple costumes, multiple versions of Spider-Man's powers. It, it involves Miles Morales at some point in there. I haven't. I have been specifically and purposely staying away from news about the game. I haven't even watched much footage of it uh, because I plan on getting it myself at some point, and I don't want to be spoiled. Fortunately, it hasn't been too hard. I've seen some stuff. Basically, the coolest thing, one of the cool things is the photo mode, and apparently you have to unlock that later on in the game, uh, where you can go around and take selfies. And it's really cool because you, you, get, you get awards for some of them, but people have gone to the Avengers Tower. They have gone to the firehouse where the Ghostbusters were. All sorts of cool stuff. You can check out all that stuff. It, I mean, it looks really cool. It looks like a beautiful game. I can't wait to check it out myself. Uh, it looks... A, from what I've heard, the co comparison is kind of like similar to, say, the Batman Arkham games. But with Spider-Man, it makes a little more sense. Especially things like Batman's detective vision makes more sense with, I don't know, Spidey sense than detective vision. Or Batman sensing when someone's about to hit him makes a lot more sense with Spider-Man than Batman. Either way, it looks like a really cool game. And I have not, like I said, I have not heard anything bad about it. And it's the fastest selling game of the year. So make sure you check it out. Beyond that, we're going to, um, there's a couple big events coming up in the next couple months. Uh, we just had one. These are Fathom events. Uh, for those of you outside of the United States, Fathom events are basically uh, big things where uh, they put special events on at a movie theater, at movie theaters and show things for like one or two nights at one showing each uh, one showing a day uh, just to bring in a lot of people uh, basically for fan things things that wouldn't support a full limited release run 
or a full run, but could be shown for one night. Uh, recently, as I record this, and I just had to miss out on it because my wife was out of town and I couldn't get a babysitter, uh, they just showed Transformers the movie, the 1986 animated movie. Full HD, look, uh, well, full high def. Uh, looked great. I say full high def because they recently redid it in high def, and I'm guessing that's the version they showed. Uh, but apparently it's sold out at a lot of places, so that's really cool. Uh, next next up, according to the schedule that I found, there's Doctor Who. Who Doctor Who's about to get a new, the new season premiere is coming up on October 7th, which is a Sunday, at 1.45 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. I believe that's 6.45 over in England. Uh, that's 12.45 p.m. where I am. Uh for the premiere, anyway, I don't think they're doing this beyond the first episode, but for the premiere, it's being simulcast like around the world, similar to what they did with the 50th anniversary special, except they're not also trying to show it in movie theaters at the same time. Uh, so if I'm sitting here at my house, I can watch it at the same time that, say, Andy Leyland could be watching it over in, at his house in Manchester. Or in the Manchester area. I'm not exactly sure where he lives. I just know he lives in the north part. Uh, so that's going to be cool. I'm going to DVR it because that's also a Sunday and there's football. And I'm not 100% sure I'll be home. I'll probably be trying to get my kids down for a nap. And yeah, so I might not be able to watch it live, but I'll be able to watch it. And it'll be commercial free because that's how the, B, uh, the BBC does it. Yay. Uh, so at least we get the first episode that way. But that first episode is also going to be shown, thanks to Fathom Events, in the movie theaters on October 10th and the 11th, uh, probably at 7 p.m. each night, because that seems to be the time to do stuff. You get to watch the episode in its entirety on the big screen, plus some special features, uh, usually some kind of interview with somebody, uh, probably Jodie Whittaker. It's almost like basically they're going to show you the DVD or the Blu-ray and you get to see all the special features, except commentary track. Uh, other Fathom events coming up of note for me, anyway. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is going to be shown on November 12th, most likely at 7 o'clock. Although in my area, we also get a 2 p.m. showing. And because it, which is cool. I, I'm in Oklahoma City. If I'm getting this in Oklahoma City, you guys in the bigger cities are most likely getting it. So Batman Mask of the Phantasm, if you ever wanted to see it on the big screen and didn't get the chance to see it back in 1992, I recommend going and seeing it. This is gonna, it's going to be really cool. Uh, the other one, uh, if you can get away from the family for a little while, Sunday after Thanksgiving in America. Uh, Sunday, November 11th. No, because Thanksgiving's after that. Sunday, November 25th. Superman the movie's being shown. Don't know which version. I think it's the special edition, but I don't know which version. I don't know if it's going to be the digitized version so that it looks good or if it's going to be the old film print from like 2001 when they first did the special edition. So there's going to be sound blurring and popping and dirt on the screen. I'm not sure. It's going to be one of those. I've been told that Fathom usually likes to go with the digital clean, clean digital stuff. So it should be a good print. But either way. Superman, the movie, starring Christopher Reeve, will be shown on November 25th, most likely at 7 p.m. Possibly a 2 p.m. showing since it's a Sunday and it's Superman. I'm not sure. But that's all I have for news stuff to catch up on. 
Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, we've got some email feedback. Batman Nightcast, a thrilling new podcast from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, hosted by Ryan Daly and Chris Franklin. Nightcast chronicles the Cape Crusaders' adventures in Batman and Detective Comics after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Highlights from this legendary era include Batman number 400, Legends, Mike Barr and Alan Davis, Batman Year One, Batman Year Two, Max Allen Collins, Ugh. Um, the new Jason Todd, Ugh. Millennium? You're not doing this right. Let me take over. Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park? Did you hear me say Norm freaking Brayfogle? Oh, yeah. Son of the Demon. The Killing Joke. A Death in the Family. Batman Year 3. A Lonely Place of Dying. Alan Grant, Alan Davis, Max Allen Counts. Why are there so many people named Alan from this era of Batman? The Rise of Tim Drake. Legends of the Dark Knight. And that's just up until 1989. Did anything exciting happen with Batman after that? You'll have to tune in to find out. Batman Nightcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Find it on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Oh, we forgot to mention your favorite issue, When Batman Fires Dick Grayson. You want to find another co-host? Beginning in 2018, the Who's Who podcast enters the 1990s with our coverage of the Loose Leaf Editions. Featuring Superman by Jerry Ordway. The Joker by Brian Bolland. Wonder Woman by George Perez. Sandman by Mike Dringenberg. Batman by Norm Brayfogle. The JLI by Adam Hughes. Eclipso by Bart Sears. The Legion of Superheroes by Keith Giffen. Dark Stars by Travis Charest. Lobo by Simon Bisley. Kent Shakespeare by Chris Sprouse? Who is that? Doomsday by Tom Grummet. Wait, are we covering these by issue or in alphabetical order? The Justice Society of America by Mike Parabek. The Forever People again? You are f***ing kidding me. Doom Patrol by Richard Case. <sighs> I'm so confused. And many more. The Who's Who Podcast, going boldly into the 90s. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I guess. All right. I got some email while I was... Actually, I got some email before I went away. I just didn't get a chance to read it all. Uh, first email I got was from Dave McIlvaney. McIlvaney? I'm sorry, Dave. Even with your sound pronunciation, I'm not very good at figuring this out. Anyway, Dave writes, Dave, uh, the topic is Charlie's Geek Cast episode 10. And he says, greetings, Charlie. I enjoyed listening to this episode, catching up on the news. I'd seen the trailers for Shazam, Aquaman, and Titans, and I think I have them in the same order you do. I'm really excited to see Shazam. I'm interested in, to see Aquaman, but I'm not especially interested in Titans, not only because of its apparently darker tone, but because it's going to be on a subscription service, which I'm not crazy about. Me too, Dave. Me too. As for Brian Michael Bendis' Man of Steel miniseries, I think I'm less enthusiastic about it than you are. You pretty much hit my main objections. Six issues without a truly complete story? What's up with this Jor-El? Too much of repeated panels and dialogue spread out over the six issues? But I think they bothered... I think they bothered me more than they did you. I'm old, and I'm not very fond... <laughs> I'm old. I'm old, and I'm not very fond of decompressed storytelling and writing for the trades, which is what this book looks like to me. I have read Bendis' Superman number 1 and Action 1001, and I must say that I liked Action better than Superman, but I'm not sure how much longer I'll be writing the Bendis train myself. 
I agree with you on the sad, angry state of fandom in many instances. When I started teaching, my mentor often told me when I'd vehemently express an angry, negative opinion, they, oh man, you're going Latin on me. De gustibus non est disputandum, which is apparently Latin, if I said it right, for in matters of taste, there can be no disputing. I guess each of us needs to learn this, and different people learn it at different rates. The idea that my opinion, no matter how strongly held, should have actual impact on others' people's art, movies, comics, novels, music, etc., seems ridiculously arrogant to me now, but I'm 62. I imagine younger fans will come to this idea as they get older. At least I hope so. In any case, it's astonishing to me the level of anger some fans, in quotes, will direct at people they don't actually know personally. So they make a move... So they made a movie you don't like? Tell them you don't like it. Don't go see it. Don't watch the next movie those same people make. But don't attack the, or harass them, either in person or, more cowardly, on social media. Media? On social media. What would your mother think of that behavior? Thanks for sharing your geek love with us through your podcast. Even, though the, even in those cases where I don't share a specific fandom of yours, I enjoy hearing the affection you have for so many things. Keep it up. Live long and prosper, Dave McIlvaney. Well, thank you, Dave. Wow, that's... I, I don't know what to say to that. Dave is a great guy. Dave likes to send postcards to podcasters. Uh, I get a podcast. I get a podcast. I get a postcard every once in a while. They are truly awesome to get. My wife even likes them. Uh, and I check them out with the kids. He's One of the things he really wanted me to check out on the show is Iron Giant. And I'm going to. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's a matter of finding enough time to record a commentary on a full uh, feature-length movie when I've only got like a half-hour lunch. But thank you very much for writing in, Dave. That was a long email. I thank you for taking the time to write that one. Uh, next up, I have Thomas Meehan, and he writes, Hello! I'm a new listener of the podcast, and I'm enjoying it so much. You're doing fantastic, and I can't wait to hear more. This sounds like I wrote it. I, I promise you I didn't. I promise you. I'm not Stanley. I didn't do that. Do you take suggestions? If so, please take a look. And we have some suggestions. Let's see what we got. Number one, Doctor Who. Definitely want to cover it. I uh, probably won't do a history thing because that's a lot of history. But I'd like to do some commentaries on some shows maybe. I don't know. Do you all like the commentaries? Please write in. I, I, I haven't gotten any feedback on any of the commentaries. So... I'd like to know if I'm doing it okay. Pokemon, which the anime. Oh, uh, Pokemon is not in my wheelhouse, so I probably won't cover that. I'm sorry. Uh, although I am pretty sure there's about a, a whole bunch of Pokemon podcasts out there. So you probably would do better trying to f check out one of them. I don't know the first thing about Pokemon except Pikachu. Um, Ash. I like this theme song. Uh, DC, Disney Channel original movies. I might check out a, a couple of them, um, but again, I'm not really into those things. Uh, the Disney Channel. Disney Channel does have some cool stuff. I'll have to look into that. It has a cool history, too. So I could probably do a history thing on the Disney Channel. That'd be cool. Disney Renaissance. Now, I'm not sure what, exactly what you mean here. Uh, Disney's had a couple of renaissances. Uh, do you mean like when Little Mermaid brought back all the animated movies to popularity again? 
or do you mean when thing when like DuckTales brought some of the animated stuff back to TV? Or I'm not sure what you mean here. Please write in and let me know. Cartoon Network also has a fun history. Uh, not very good at showing your favorite shows at a reasonable hour, but, you know, it's got a cool history. Uh, might check that out in the future. Nickelodeon also has a cool history. Great. My son Grayson loves that channel. It's got Paw Patrol and Blaze and the Monster Machines and heaven knows how many other shows. So he's really good with that. Batman the Animated Series. I'm doing the comics. There's a lot of other shows that do uh, podcasts that do the shows. Uh, I might pick some random com- r- random episodes to do commentaries on in the future. Uh, I've been thinking about that, th- throwing that in there, especially once the HD stuff comes out. But um, I'm not going to give full coverage to the show just because it's being covered by, uh, by a bunch of other shows. There's this one podcast that I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, I want to say it's like the Arkham Files, but it basically goes in, watches the episode, reviews the episode, and goes through some of the psychological stuff that you see in the episode. It's really in-depth. It's really cool. Uh, 2000s cartoons. I'm going to do that too. Uh, I've got a 90s prime time in the, in the pot cooker in, on the stove. What's that metaphor? Anyway, I've got, I've got uh, 90s prime time that I'm currently working on to get ready for an episode. And then I will be doing some of the 2000s stuff. The 2000s cartoons are going to be crazy. It's going to be kind of, probably going to be kind of crazy. The 90s was pretty bit, a lot, quite a bit busier than the 80s. And then with 2000s, you've got some syndication stuff at the beginning of it. You've got uh, a few network shows. Plus, you've got the new stuff coming from like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and Disney and all that stuff. So that's going to take a little bit. But I do plan on doing that and some uh, aughts primetime shows maybe. I might wait a little bit on that one so, since it's not as far back. Christmas specials and movies. I'm going to do something involving Christmas stuff. I'll probably... There, there's several Christmas specials and movies that I can cover uh, and talk about. I'll probably save those for Christmas time so I can spread those over a few years. Because hopefully the show will get going for a few years. Uh, but thanks for looking. Let me know what you think. Sincerely, Thomas. P.S. Sorry for the long list. Not a long list at all. That's only 10. Uh, that's actually really cool. Uh, so I'm good with that. Uh, let's see. He also wrote in again a little bit later. Hello. This is Thomas again. I've been listening to your commentaries of various Power Rangers episodes, and I'd love for you to do more. I also forgot to put two suggestions in my previous email. MMPR the movie and Turbo a Power Rangers movie. Thomas. Okay, well, um, my last commentary, which I think came out, you must not have heard it yet. Uh, my last commentary, I did announce I'm going to do a new show. It's called Rangers Chronicles. Could be Power Ranger Chronicles. I haven't chosen that one yet. I've got to see what's available. Uh, but I'm going, it's going to start, if my if everything goes according to plan, so far everything is, it'll come out starting in January, and I'm going to do commentaries on every episode of Power Rangers. That will include the, these two movies you mentioned. I'm also going to be kind of covering the newer shows as they come out. Uh, so that will be fun. And uh, that's going to be starting in January. So hopefully uh, that will fill that need for you. P.S. You should do commentaries on Super Sentai with a smiley face. 
Okay, well, uh, I've also been thinking about that. That's going to take some more time. Um, I'm trying to do two shows, so I don't know how well that'll work. But I've been contemplating trying to sit down and recording a whole bunch of those at once. And then um, maybe do a Patreon, because I can't afford right now to... I mean, I just bought a laptop with birthday money. I don't have another birthday till next August. Uh, I do get money around Christmas, but I'm probably going to be using that for, I don't know, Christmassy things. Uh, so... Um, I don't have all the Super Sentai DVDs with which to do the commentaries, but perhaps I'll be able to, um, maybe I could do a Patreon, uh, and get money from that, that I can use to purchase more of the DVDs. But I have been contemplating the Super Sentai stuff. Uh, and again, that if I do that, that'll be part of the Ranger Chronicle show and will not be on this show because I'm going to separate them because I've got quite a few... Well, I'm gonna. I don't want to say fans or quite a few because I don't have tons, but uh, I do have listeners that aren't into Power Rangers, and that's a lot of Power Ranger and Japanese Sentai stuff that they're not going to want to get into. So I'm going to do that on its own show. But anyway, I want to thank you both for writing in. If you'd like to be like Dave or Thomas or even Thomas, uh, please feel free to write in at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow the show on Facebook, as well as uh, I ha- I cover the show now on Twitter with my Twitter handle of SuperChuck1980. Uh, if you'd like to follow along for more Power Ranger stuff, I'm at Orange Ranger 198 which is also where I'll be putting up the information when I start doing the Ranger Chronicles show. Uh, you can follow the show on Stitcher. You can follow the show on TuneIn, the TuneIn Radio app. You can follow the show at the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network at twotruefreaks.com, which also has a ton of other shows that you can check out, covering loads of other stuff, from the Star Wars and Star Treks, to Mickey Mouse, to Godzilla, to Lord knows what else. All sorts of stuff. Comic books, sci-fi, anything you want. Uh, And also, if you happen to go to Two True Freaks, uh, make sure you check out the Amazon app. Uh, If you click on that, um, we get... Well, you don't even have to buy. Well, it helps if you buy something because that's where we get the money. Uh, it doesn't cost you any extra. But if you go through that app, if you go through the link on our website and then go to Amazon and then buy stuff, you don't. it doesn't charge you any extra. But a little bit of that comes back to us so that we can keep the lights on, keep the shows going. And uh, so that the podcasting people don't get paid, but the website stays going. So that's the important thing. So uh, make sure you do that. And I think that covers all my bases right now. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Hopefully we'll get back into a groove now. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Charlie's GeekCast. Feedback for the show can be sent to charliesgeekcast at gmail.com or you can feel free to leave a comment at the show's posting at charliesgeekcast.com. All images and music heard on the show are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for entertainment purposes only. No infringement is intended. Charlie's Geekcast is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Please be sure to stop by Two True Freaks to check out more great shows. Thank you again for listening, and good night. Good night.